everybody. Welcome to the Fiber Coven podcast. This is Lauren of Valkyrie Fibers coming at you. And Emily of Kitty with a Cupcake, also here <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> podcast <laughs> I wasn't skills. sure if you wanted me to talk or not. <laughs> eh, I don't know. Yeah, well, we're here. We're here to talk about some yarn stuff, talk about some witchy stuff. And um, we do usually start off with a little bit of news. And I think the only news we've got is that our knit along the stripes and space knit along is quickly coming to an end but it's coming to an end at the end of july on the 31st so post pictures show us what you got we will be drawing from works in progress as well as finished objects for uh two prizes we each are going to get together a prize pack and send that out. i have soon. lots of good stuff i have good stuff too mm-hmm. sweet anything else you wanted to say about the mcal emily nope just get your entries in because it's ending imminently. Yeah, we've been really, I've been really liking seeing how everybody's is working up. It's great. Well, this, so we didn't finish anything this week, so we can just skip through finished objects. We can't be expected to finish something every week. I know. <laughs> so much pressure. <laughs> but I have something that ho- I'm really hoping will be a finished object next week that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. How is that for a transition? So good. <laughs> so good. I have my aura sweater. Ooh. Look at that. Oh, it's so big. It's so big. So since last week, uh, it has I a finished sleeve. the sleeve. Mm-hmm. A sleeve and a half. So, so they're, they're nice poofy sleeves. Um, yeah. And I've got a little half of the second sleeve. Sleeve Island is really hitting me pretty hard. I've been, I lost a lot of steam on this one, but it is the aura sweater by Ginkgo B. And that's where they're known around the internet and it's made out of something fluffy so mohair or I'm using Surrey alpaca because that's my favorite fluffy thing and it's like it's just stockinette until it hits under the bust and then it's got a little ruffle and big poofy sleeves and I really like it and I'm knitting it in black because I'm a little goth inside I'm so excited to see you wear it Mm mm-hmm I know and I've got a sweater's quantity of pretty purple yarn sitting on my Uh, coffee table tempting me to make another one yeah and that's the main thing I've been knitting on what what sort of stuff have you been working on well I took a trip to Nashville with my family um, Mm -hmm. for my mom's birthday and that means that I finished this sock wow it looks great my uh regia self-patterning sock that I was knitting for Mm -hmm. my father-in-law so I have one whole sock and then Mm -hmm. I have a good chunk of another sock. Oh, wow. That's like most of the leg. Mm-hmm. And that's on a, a pretty good stitch count, I would imagine, because they're 72s. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have extra wide feet, but they're just like extra long. So mm-hmm. the, the foot part is substantially long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yep. So I did that. And mm-hmm. then I started a new thing. A new thing? Yes. Which fits into our uh, summer of the ripple bralette theme we got going on. Ooh, it's so pretty. It's like black and berry tones of purple. There's some kind of blue toned purples and some pinky purples going on. Yeah. And this yarn is by Old Rusted Chair. And Mm -hmm. uh, they're actually based in Nashville. So it's very appropriate Nashville knitting project. But this is her Rebel Girl colorway, which $20 of each skein gets donated to Planned Parenthood when you buy a skein. 
that person isn't making any money off of that yarn. No, no. So she is like- also like a Planned Parenthood escort and escorts mm-hmm. people into the clinic every weekend. So that's mm-hmm. a really important cause for her. But yeah, she makes no money on this. It's all yeah, no. just to get money donated. So and she does change up what the colorway looks like. This one was from last year in August. I got mm-hmm. it and it had it's like black and white and pink and purpley. But she changes up what this looks like. It has been just bright pink. It's been just bright purple. But I think she changes mm-hmm. it and makes it kind of one of a kind to encourage people to get it more than once to continue mm-hmm. to help plan parenthood. So that's super cool. That's but yeah, so I awesome. am doing this ripple bralette in it and I'm really liking how it's turning out. I think it's going to be really gorgeous. nice. It's so. not like pooling dramatically, but maybe like subtly. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's very like neon lights at night looking, I feel mm-hmm. like right now, or like fireworks or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of like it almost reminds me of the whole like nighttime planet apocalypse episode of the new Loki series. Yeah. Yeah. It's delightful. It's a delightful mm-hmm. episode. Nice. And then, so I've also, the only other thing I've been working on is a pair of socks like you do. Um, but I have more, more than I did last week. Look, I have a little wee sock. Cute. And the, and the the colors are super fun and vibrant. This is Haverland on, let's see. I think this is a two-ply, her two-ply base. I don't have her bases memorized, but it's whatever one she has, which is a two-ply fingering. This is an old colorway. I don't remember the name, but it's absolutely Stranger Things inspired. That's why I bought it. Very um, 80s. Very 80s. It's got a uh, neon blue and then like a sapphire blue and two stripes of black and hot pink and dark red because Stranger Things because of my lipstick, bright red. <laughs> and because you and I are both suckers for theming, I have my little cassette tape progress keeper. It's so cute. It's really cute. I deliberately cast these on um, at a stitch count, not for me. So I don't know who these will be. These will be for a friend who I find who has approximately size eight feet. <laughs> but not you because I've seen the way your toes slant now and I didn't do the toes for you I wear normal toes sometimes <laughs> sometimes I make normal toes for myself but yeah I do I do most often make my weird toe socks because I have I weird mean, pointy feet you know it's just the I would say like this two of the people in my life that are closest to me that are knit worthy I have lots of lovely people in my life I must say but both you and my husband have abnormal toe shapes (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah yeah I thought that that was a normal foot shape because my mom's feet look exactly like mine but no it's not it's not how most people's feet look it's not but your feet don't look weird your feet this is gonna no they don't look weird like you're not like ew what are the what are those feet but yeah like my partner's feet you see (laughs) you're like oh god those are odd yeah they're just like pointy Mm -hmm. I'm an elf what can I say yeah yeah but these are making me happy super cute that's really all i've been working on have you been working on anything else i work i've been working on my granny stripe crochet blanket while i edit the Mm -hmm. podcast um just so i have some time on it but i'm not gonna get it because it's huge and like it just like takes so long for there to be noticeable progress on it but i have been working it's it's a good little uh editing the podcast project nice Mm -hmm. yeah um that's what I've been working on sweet I know I've got 
I've got like, I don't I feel like I don't have a lot going on and I'm trying to debate what I should cast on next. I think I'm going to do the get caught up on the moon moon club pouches, but I also have this little pile on my desk for a sucker punch shrug for my mother-in-law. Um, oh yeah. Out of all the cute. electric love yarn that I have. It's mm-hmm. like a nice tealy watery color. I'm thinking these might be fun to look at in the summer. Mm-hmm, for sure. I don't, I don't know. We shall see. Yeah. I, I've been sweater first. drawing a lot and doing other things a lot. So yeah, I've been spinning quite a bit too. I've been feeling all the purple I've got this, got a good purple spin going on that I talked about last week. I've been doing that while I listen to audiobooks. Nice. Yay. Ooh, so we can talk about acquisitions now. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff because I went to Nashville. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let's hear about it. So I went to Nashville, mm-hmm. and there are lots of stores that I like in Nashville. And Nashville's only two and a half hours away from Louisville. So, but this was only the third time I've been there. And one place I really like is McKay's, which is a giant used book and movie and record and electronic stuff and instrument warehouse and it is like when i say warehouse it's like insanely massive and it's so cool it's really huge it's like basically a whole library worth of used Mm -hmm. books like it's the biggest used bookstore i've ever been to ever and it's two stories and the whole second story goes around like a ring and that's where all the records and cds and music are yeah, so I we just popped over there for like 30 minutes because I wanted to bring my dad and Chad there because Chad had actually never been there. And mm-hmm. they were both like off in their asso- assorted aisles and I made my way over to the hobby section. And I got Elizabeth Zimmerman's Knitting Ooh. Without Tears. Guess how much this book cost me? I did kind of look at the price tag. Oh, did you? Okay. Post, but I'm going to say $3. <laughs> it was $1.50. What? <laughs> I knew it was less than five bucks. Yeah. Uh, so their prices are really good. You can also just bring stuff. If you live around Nashville, you can just bring your used stuff there to sell them. And they like buy a ton of stuff, which I'm definitely going to do next time I need to like get rid of some video games or something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the library doesn't take certain book donations. So mm-hmm. this is the Ooh. complete encyclopedia of stitchery. Mm -hmm. Uh, that I got and this isn't a book I knew I Elizabeth Zimmerman I don't own any of her books and I had been wanting to get some so I grabbed that it's not in the Mm -hmm. best condition but it's from like 1972 or something Uh, so Mm -hmm. whatever but this is cool it's all needlework it's Bargello, cruel, uh, embroidery, crochet, knitting, macrame, needlepoint, rug making, sewing, and tatting and it's all illustrated stitches of everything so I thought that that was super cool it's like a stitch dictionary Mm -hmm. um, with all of these lovely hand-done illustrations of how to do things so I just thought that this was a super neat book it Mm -hmm. was three dollars it's huge (laughs) Uh, so McKay's McKay's is great (laughs) I think you'll get your money's worth out of those yeah for sure so I got those and uh, then we went to Craft South, um, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite craft stores. Uh, they are more like sewing, quilting focused than mm-hmm. knitting focused for sure. They do have a big embroidery section. It was small. They just moved locations. So the embroidery section was like 
smaller than it was at their old place but i think that's just because they're downsizing on like kits a little bit and they have but they Mm -hmm. have a whole wall of all of anchor floss they have Mm -hmm. all of the anchor um tapestry wool um Mm -hmm. so they have a lot of stuff but they have a really nice fabric selection and they carry really nice like modern fabrics and like modern quilting cotton because their whole thing is like modern quilting uh they do sewing classes there and workshops too Speaking of modern quilting, I heard, I just had a friend uh, pop by the one who gave me all the avocado pits. I was giving her some yarn and she was talking about, she was getting into quilting and you said modern. It made me think of it. She was talking about how she's in uh, some sort of group. It's like the modern quilt or something. And she said, it's a little more like inclusive and like welcoming. She's also Asian American. She said, if you're uh, kind of, I don't know if intimidated is the right word, but like turned off by like the traditional Americana Mm, like quilting groups that are maybe a little more set in their ways so to speak and you're looking for somewhere a little more inclusive and modern like she said she liked that yeah and I think craft south definitely fits into that too like they have like a all people are welcome sign on their door and stuff Mm -hmm. so that they try and they try and be um, inclusive about who they bring in to uh, mm-hmm. teach classes I know like book who has done a rug hooking class there um, that looked really cool but yeah they do they do all sorts of workshops and you can also book like one-on-one sewing lessons with them mm-hmm. and bring in like your machine if you want to like learn how to do something specifically you don't know so that's cool but I want to make I just harvested a bunch of lavender and I've been drying lavender so I want to make some lavender sachets and mm-hmm. I just got this cute little mini floral print fabric. It's so cute. And from through the screen and from far away, it does look like a black background with little lavender speckles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just like little teeny tiny purple and pink and some yellow flowers. Um, so really I, I definitely could use scraps for uh, lavender sachets, but I thought it'd be cute to have them all be in the same fabric and be and then if I put them on Etsy I don't have to take multiple pictures of the scrap fabric Mm -hmm. so I just got a yard of this and they have a big spinny fat quarter thing of like leftovers that you can pick Mm -hmm. from and I just picked up this gray and black geometric print because I'm a sucker for geometric prints I was gonna harass you for that but you got to it first I harassed myself um so I act folding fat quarters was my very first job Oh, I don't remember how, but yeah, mm-hmm. I pretty much grew up underneath the cutting table of the quilt shop my mom worked at. That's adorable. It was my little hidey hole. I'm sure little me was just sat under there with my Xena bangs and my glasses reading. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Um, I also got some accessories there. They had Liberty Fabric tape measures. Ooh, so I thought that was fun. You can always use an extra tape measure. And that's what I got at Craft South. Um, Mm -hmm. I also got a boring thing, which was just some drit snaps. So Mm -hmm. in snaps, because some of my reusable pad snaps have popped off. So I need to fix them. Mm -hmm. But that's not very exciting. So I didn't bring it for the picture. (laughs) I went to another craft store in Nashville, uh, which is House of Yarn. uh, Right. I've heard of that one. Which is a really good yarn shop. I've been there before. And I walked in uh, and I brought my dad and my sister and Chad there because we were just kind of like out exploring and uh, I walked in and I immediately picked up the skein of old rusted chair yarn and Chad was making fun of me because I like walked in the door and picked this up and then just (laughs) carried it around with me Uh, but this 
is very me. It's called Upload. And it's a gray base with neon and black speckles and tonalness all over the place. It, um, it's got a little bit of Sabine Wren vibes. It does for sure. Yeah, it's very like graffiti e. Mm-hmm. So who knows what I'll do with this? <laughs> because another I really bralette? Uh, I very possibly another <laughs> bralette. I did. I was like, this would make a really good ripple bralette. <laughs> yeah, so I got that. And then I I have the geodesic cowl pattern design that um, the sample is made in Malabrigo Arroyo. And I make money every time Malabrigo posts it on their Instagram. Sorry, pause for dog working. Uh, so, yeah, every time that Malabrigo reshares the geodesic cowl or another someone else's project of the geodesic cowl, I make like $200. Which is nice to randomly make $200. Um, so, and it's like my only design in Malabrigo. Uh, so I was like, I should design some more stuff. And it would behoove me to design more stuff in Malabrigo. Uh, so, really good colors too. They, ha- they have beautiful, I love Malabrigo. It's just like I keep grabbing. Matisse blue. Yes, I, I have a skein of Matisse blue, but it's supposed to be for a sweater for Chad. Um, <laughs> so I picked up a couple things. I got the, these two skeins of Malabrigo sock um, mm-hmm. in the Persia colorway, mm-hmm. which are mm-hmm. like a really deep denim tonal blue. Mm-hmm. And I I think I want to do something cable for this, like mm-hmm. something dramatic mm-hmm. cable So I got two skeins. I don't know. I don't know what it'll be. I might do Is like their single ply sock or their plied sock. Here? Plied sock. Mm-hmm. I don't really like singles for cables. Um, and a stitch definition. Yeah, this and this has good stitch definition and I've never like cabled with it before. Yeah, so I thought this would be fun. Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking maybe like a triangle cowl situation, but like a bigger one than like mm-hmm. foul tip dress or uh Wicked Enchantress with like a lot of cable, like busy cables going on. So that's, I got that. And then mm-hmm. I also picked up the skein of Rios, which I really love. Rios is a really great, affordable hand dyed worsted weight yarn. And this is Ooh. the Comparsita colorway. Nice. And it's kind of brick red. It's like garnet. I'd, I'd mm. say it's more garnet than it's reading yes, on the. Public. More purple yeah. tones. Yeah, there's more purple undertones. And this will be a hat, probably. A hat mm-hmm. or maybe mittens. So I got those to do some like kind of quicker Malabrigo projects. Notice me, Malabrigo. Please repost <laughs> my projects. Notice um, me, Senpai. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I also got these little scissors at Craft South, which oh. are, it's a chicken. Chicken chicken scissors um gotta have chicken scissors you gotta have chicken scissors what are we even doing if we don't have chicken scissors so that's all my craft style stuff i do have a couple more things oh my gosh (laughs) my mom is the kind of person who just like buys you things for her birthday so i will say i did not fund a lot of these things Mm -hmm. we went to a cool crystal store called sapphire and sage 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I gave them our podcast sticker and they stuck it on the back of their like register display. So maybe we have new podcast fans if you're listening. Hello. Um, they were super nice. But I got a cute necklace that I didn't bring over here and I got some fun pocket rocks. They have these little heck. This is a hexagon clear quartz and a hexagon smoky quartz. And I love hexagons and they're really thin too. Mm-hmm. So they're like perfect pocket rocks. And I got this carved rose uh, obsidian that has a silver sheen. That's really nice. And this little tiny like bean-shaped amethyst. Nice. uh, Which was adorable. But this was fancy because my the little bag that they put the crystals in had a hole in it that I didn't notice. Um, So stuff was the little tiny stuff was like falling out. And I found the two hexagons on the floor of the car when I noticed the hole but I couldn't find the amethyst and I was like oh it must have fallen out like outside and I can't find it mm-hmm. uh, but then when I got out of the car it was sitting on the ledge that you like stand on to get into mm-hmm. my dad's really mm-hmm. tall car and we had like driven around the city and it was still sitting there so it's a lucky amethyst because it was just it like is. chilling on the car nice yes and then the last things the last thing I got is the lipstick I'm wearing, which uh, we popped down by the gulch. There are a lot of murals to take pictures with, like the mm-hmm. like the wing mural and stuff. And my sister said she wanted to be basic and do that stuff. So while we were down there, there was a Winky Lux store, which mm-hmm. I didn't know that Winky Lux had like just Winky Lux stores at all. But so we popped in there and I got this Winky Lux. Uh, it's watermelon jelly. And this is one of their pH lipsticks. So it's a lip gloss and it goes on a color according to like the pH of your skin. And it looks different on everyone. On some people, it's more pinky. On some people, it's more orange. So I thought that was kind of like fun. They have other ones that are like glittery and they have some that are clear and have like a little chrysanthemum flower in them, Mm -hmm. like inside the lipstick too. But I got this one because it's watermelon flavored. Mm. It's cool. It makes my lips kind of fun pinky. Um, Review wise, I will say, and I did read this in reviews before I got it. It does like kind of dry your lips out despite Mm -hmm. the fact that it because of like whatever is in the pH balancing stuff. So it does kind of like make your lips feel dry, even though it's a lip Mm -hmm. gloss. It's kind of a novelty thing. I wouldn't get it as an everyday lip gloss purchase but it's fun it also tastes a little bit weird because of the ph balancing i think the watermelon helps it that's why i got the watermelon one instead of one of Mm -hmm. the other ones but yeah a little bit weird but fun i also got lipstick if you're done telling us about your i am i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm gonna try and make mine brief so since you told me about gorgeo i saw them and i had to have it they're an asian american owned company they do lip based off uh, lip colors based off of foods and little mini foods and I decided I needed more reds so I got cheese pizza look at the little cheese pizza in it's there. so cute and I also got spicy tuna roll which is what I'm wearing right now it's definitely more of a red red if it had any sort of background it would be like orangey and then this one is more like a I don't know. I keep saying marinara red, but it's marinara red. It's like a tomato marinara red and Mm -hmm. they're both great. The spicy tuna looks really cute on you. 
thanks. Yeah, I like it. I like red lips more than I now know that it used to be illegal because, you know, an illegal witch thing for women to paint their lips red mm-hmm. in Europe back at the day. I want to say mm-hmm. like Renaissance or something. Mm-hmm. I just I like it. I've been doing liquid lipsticks for a while now. These are my first like regular lipsticks I've had. And um, I like it. I think the application is good. These feel really nice. These feel really nice. Mm -hmm. I like they're really creamy. Yeah. I thought my son nudes one was really creamy. It's good to know that Mm -hmm. your more colorful ones also are creamy. Mm -hmm. So, okay. And I will say I have worn the sun nudes one more times since we last recorded mm-hmm. and I how I said that this is drying and I find some of my other like colored lipsticks to be kind of drying I don't find that one drying at all I think it's really mm-hmm. nice and like moisturizes my lips mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my partner came back from work last night just for the evening there I don't know what was going on and I got this entire box this entire box full of snacks to donate this is a there's a box that a, a turkey came in let's see it was a box that a 13 pound turkey for Thanksgiving came in and it's full of snacks. So your, your tax dollars are going to give wildland firefighters lots and lots of snacks, but I think they've started to figure out that like we donate ours to the local food bank. Like Christian doesn't like throwing anything out. And I think I I agree with that. And so I think some of the other crew members have started to give him, they're giving him more snacks. (laughs) So they're like, then I don't have to take it anywhere or deal with it. They don't do anything, but it's always fun for me. He comes home and dumps out a bag. of like a big sack of snacks. Like he was Santa Claus and I sort it and I put it into a nice box and take it to the, our local community food bank that that's awesome I also picked up speaking of food storage um I also picked up at my local uh little hippie grocery store today more stasher bags oh yeah I love those Mm -hmm. yeah you got me onto these these are silicone uh ziploc replacements they last a long time Mm -hmm. obviously you can put them in the dishwasher and you can put them in the dishwasher that's why I like them (laughs) so I needed a couple more that were the stand-up kind with the flat bottom so I got I got the mini one which is says here 28 fluid ounces and this larger size one here I don't know how big it is I'm sure it says somewhere, but I just don't care. And it's a nice little pink. So I got two more of the stand-up ones, which is good. Nice. Yeah, they're super nice. Um, I use them to bring, like, my veggie snacks to work in. And, like, if we have just, like, half an onion, we'll stick it in there. It's so nice. I put frozen fruit in them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're super yeah. useful. The only yeah. thing I don't like them for is like bread mm. because they the bread will like absorb. I'm I'm picky, but the bread absorbs that like silicone taste from the silicone mm. bag a little bit. And I noticed it. Chad doesn't. He's less picky than me, but I taste like silicone. Right. I love it for marinating too. Oh yeah, we have used it for that too. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's so useful for a ton of stuff. Sweet. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Nice. I'm done too. Are you ready to occult corner? Yes. Sweet. So we kind of brought up uh, architecture as a overarching theme to kind of pop in and out of in the upcoming months. And I thought a good place to start would be the Winchester Mystery House, which is in San Jose, California. And it's one of those rare real life examples of like gothic horror literature come to life. Yeah. Um, It's a really interesting story. If you're interested in learning more or hearing a better storyteller than myself, tell it to you. The episode 79 of the lore podcast called Locked Away 
uh, details this story. But the Cliff Notes version of the history is that um, Sarah Winchester, like of that Winchester family, like the gun manufacturers. She um, was the widow. Yes. Her husband died in 1884 of tuberculosis, like people did in the Victorian times. And um, she had experienced some loss in her life. They had lost a baby and she lost her husband. Um, and she inherited, she was the sole inheritor of the entire Winchester fortune, uh, which was very substantial. I saw it was she, like $500 million in like 2000s money or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. And she was a spiritualist which I know we've talked about spiritualism before and a medium told her that, uh, that she needed to go West. And so she did, she just basically kept traveling West until she like, uh, ran out of like, West, to go. <laughs> ran out of West to go to as she hit California, but also too until like the uh, ghost of her husband supposedly spoke to her and told her this is where she would settle. And she bought, um, an estate out in San Jose, which is hilarious to think that like she had bought all this like real estate in San Jose, which is like hugely urban now, not like urban, but like very, like, I would say suburban, Mm -hmm. suburban sprawl now, but back then it wasn't. And she bought this huge house and she had more money than she knew what to do with. And she was, uh, and it was like a farmhouse, right? mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she, um, she also felt like the, the ghosts of everybody who'd been murdered by Winchester rifles were haunting her, which I mean, it's not unreasonable. Some guilt. (laughs) I mean, the, I remember in the podcast, I think there were, they were using those guns in the civil war. They used those wars in like the manifest destiny genocide of the native Americans. And those weapons were sold overseas for wars in North Africa as well, I believe. So there were a lot of lives that have been taken by Winchester rifles. And I mean, they were a big deal. Like they were the first guns that you didn't have to like drop powder into. Uh, They were a huge technological advance. Unfortunately, that technological advance took um, uncounted number of lives. So this woman who felt like the ghosts of these people who'd been murdered (laughs) kept building and building onto this farmhouse. And it was seven stories uh, by 1906. Actually, the house had no architect, just a lot of carpenters, which uh, if you've ever been there, you can tell. It's uh, definitely M.C. Escher-ish. It's very like added on and added on and added on. It's very fictional looking. Yeah. Um, And it's, I mean, there are, because of the lack of architect, there's no like pre-planning. So there's lots mm -hmm. of like doorways that go to nowhere and that kind of thing. I think that was intentional. She wanted it to be very confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it was seven stories until 1906 when the San Francisco earthquake hit and several of the upper floors uh, were ruined and they had to take it down to like, I think closer to like three or four stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was largely made out of redwood. Uh, I don't know if you're from the West coast, you know this, but uh, the redwood trees are like what you see in Return of the Jedi with where on um, the forest moon of Endor, where the Ewoks are, those are the redwood forests. My partner actually grew up in Redwood city, which is uh, not where the redwoods grew, but where they milled all the redwood. A lot of which went into the Winchester house because she was so haunted by all these by just her sad past and like the horrible effects of the, her family business. She had some, um, she had like a daughter die really young and stuff exact, too. As so, a baby. Yeah, it's really yeah, tragic. She, 
life. She had a lot of very justified guilt and a lot of tragedy in her wealthy white woman life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but she slept in a def- different room every night to give the ghosts a slip. There's lots of stairways that lead to nowhere, lead to drop-offs, lead to windows, windows in really weird places. That was an interesting thing that often gets brought up. There's tons and tons of windows, like tens of like 10,000 windows or something like that, but two mirrors in the entire house. Oh, that is weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And there's uh, repeating motifs of spider webs and the number 13, like a lot of the stairs have 13 steps and a lot of the steps are uh, not standard heights. The risers are not standardized. The short ones, it makes sense because when she was elderly, she had arthritis and um, that makes it more accessible for someone who has mobility issues. Some of the stairs are taller than normal and it's very, we're very used to a standard step and it is very unsettling to walk up a non-standard set of stairs Mm -hmm. and especially a non-standard set of stairs that leads to like a (laughs) drop-off into a dumbwaiter or something like nuts like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's very much, I really want to go there. I've never been. Mm-hmm. It's very much a house built by someone who was not well and running away from a lot of justified fears. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently Sarah Winchester, when she was an elderly woman, um, she did live a very full, like a very long life. She died at, relatively recently after her last seance. Mm. So Yeah. That is a brief history of the Winchester Mystery House. And you can take virtual tours online if yeah. you are curious. Yeah, there's about lots it. of pictures online too if you just want to see like what some of the there's some cool spider web windows and stuff. Yeah. And it, it had 160 rooms. It's like mm-hmm. a massive house. <laughs> yeah. And there's of course rumors that she like hid treasure in hidden rooms because lots of things are like uh don't add up like if you can see a chimney outside but they can't find the chimney inside uh like they just found a room within the last five years that hadn't been open since victorian times so there's there's a myth that like she had treasure somewhere in there cool like every good haunted house there has to be some sort of like mystery treasure yeah you gotta have a mystery treasure yeah and there Mm -hmm. uh, it is an inspiration for a lot of haunted house movies because you know lore and it 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 was one of the inspirations for the haunted mansion a lot of sites about the winchester mystery house and i think like their official website will be like this is the inspiration for the haunted mansion and that is not accurate it it, it was definitely one of the inspirations and they did actually look at the tours of the mystery house when they were planning the haunted mansion attraction because uh it was originally going to be a walkthrough haunted house and so they were actually mm-hmm. looking at the flow of traffic through the winchester mystery house and like studying that uh mm-hmm. but then they ended up making it a ride so that wasn't as much of a the thing flow of traffic through the winchester mystery house is like a maze yeah yeah, yeah. confusing on purpose (laughs) because she's trying to confuse ghosts yeah yeah but i think i think they liked that vibe for it Mm -hmm. to be like oh yeah it's like confusing but yeah so imagineers did go there to study it but there i mean the architecture of the haunted mansion isn't like totally based off of it there's like lots Mm -hmm. of different inspiration that went into it and a lot of people worked on the haunted mansion and people took it over at different times so it's kind of like this weird amalgamation of different things but it is part of that and uh lots of people say that the uh ballroom scene is like directly based off of the Mm -hmm. winchester mystery house architecture look cool Mm -hmm. 
Sweet. So I think that's a fun little dip into uh, audit, an odd, creepy thing in history. I, I really like doing the little history bits for a cult corner. Mm-hmm. And like I said at the beginning, if you want to hear a better storyteller than myself, I would definitely recommend episode 79 of the Lore Podcast. The Lore Podcast in general, I think that the storyteller does a good job talking about lots of creepy things with uh, in American history uh with an obscured guy right yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i think he does a good job of not glorifying colonial colonialism and that stuff too yeah i know that uh those things yeah. stuff you missed in history class also definitely i don't know what episode number because i'm not as good of a podcaster as lauren <laughs> but they definitely have a whole episode on the winchester mystery house and uh they're super into like creepy stuff too so they get really excited about it and it's fun to listen to Sweet. So I think the last thing we have left is some shameless Mm self-promotion. So we have the Moon Club quarter for the last quarter is finally here. Oh my goodness. You can buy it in Emily's Etsy shop. Just kitty with a cupcake. The Moon Clubs are so fun. And every month you get a 20 gram mini skein from me, a hand poured tea light from Emily, as well as an art postcard with a ritual and a a pattern you get a, a link to a pattern for a little moon pouch to make with your mini skein and then you of course get some little other odds and ends yes and the moons for this quarter are october which is hunter moon and our theme is search for inspiration november is beaver moon uh which is building home and december is cold moon which is enjoy the season yay i think it's gonna be fun i have the colors planned out in my little noggin and i think it's gonna be real nice Yeah, I'm excited. Great. And then so I'm also going to be having a shop update on Sunday, August 1st at 9 a.m. Pacific. That's going to be in my Etsy shop, which I am Valkyrie Fibers Tahoe. And I'm going to show you some of the yarn I've got. So I did a whole bunch of avocado dyeing. So I will have um, some of my BFL tweed. I will have two different dye lots, kind of like a pale tan mauve and more of like a mauve mauve. Looks like ice cream. It's nice. It's fun. And then I also dyed a whole bunch of my new lace weight base. And this is 80% super fine merino, 20% silk. It's really nice. 875 yards. It'll be $28 a skein, which I think is really affordable for a luxury base. I'll have a couple skeins of avocado dyed. It's so nice. Oh, it's Um, really nice. I'm not going to be sad if this doesn't sell. I'm going to make mm-hmm. some of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have shiny, which is a nice orchid pink. It's Ooh. honestly coming across a little brighter on screen with some speckles. I've got Bilbo's front door, which is emerald, emerald, mm, that's emerald, nice. the color that looks beautiful in every skin tone I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then I also have Nazgul, which is Ooh. a blue with earthy speckles, kind of grungy. And then kind of excitingly, I will have a brand new self-striping colorway inspired by the new Loki series. And that is glorious purpose. (laughs) It is five stripes. I have black mustard and three different shades of green. Gotta have green. So much green, green for our God of mischief. It's, it makes me very happy. And then I will have a coordinating colorway, which is the brightest green. It's a neon green. And this one is Neil because we thirsty and I'm rolling with it. Yep. I like it. Yay. So I will be having that on August 1st at 9 a.m. Pacific if you wanted to uh, pop by. Sweet. Wow. 
Oh my goodness. I've just been talking, talking, talking. (laughs) You can find us anywhere around the internet as Fiber Coven. We are on Instagram as Fiber Coven. We have a Fiber Coven Patreon. We have a rad discord full of cool witchy folks. And that's us. Any other closing notes, dear Emily? I don't think so. I think you covered it. Sweet. Well, thank you so, so much for hanging out with us, Kevin. And until next week, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.